sports fans, and welcome to another exciting edition of We Universe, the show that has always been all about sports. Uh, it's our most exciting thing. We love talking about it, and we're experts at it. At least I am. I don't know about my uh, my, my two people here, but uh, I'm definitely very well qualified to talk about football. My name is Steve Guntley, Mr. Football, they call me. And that name not taken at all. No. And uh, with you every week, as usual, your co-host, ignorant about all things sports, Woody Saskowski here as the color commentator. And with us is a special guest here, uh, hasn't been here in a while, and we're happy to have him back to bring his actual, real, non-ironic expertise. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josiah Coolidge. Welcome I back. I think you guys are being really modest. I come to you guys for sports advice. He frequently asks me if, this, uh, if this I've is learned anything. the only time anything. I play sports is over here. <laughs> He's, he frequently uh, is just calling me up saying, hey, uh, can you give me the latest stats on <laughs> footballmen? Yeah, he wants to know where people are going in the draft <laughs> and who is most likely to get a triple-double. And I'm like, well, the Vietnam, probably. Ooh. Right? Yeah, I, think, I think that's the next big you're, conflict. You're more Not a, to be political here. Yeah, Ooh. Hit cutting deep. <laughs> Uh, well, we're very excited to have Josiah here because this is actually, for real, going to be the last sports episode we talk about. This Goodness is it. Goodness me. We, you've, we, been, you've, been, you've been having wet dreams oh, about this day. Just like. the soggiest. Absolutely disgusting. Um, no, it's exciting. I mean, and Josiah was our sports correspondent for a long time during the Nintendo 64 years. He, we made him play he, a lot of bad he got football a, he games. He got a lot more work on the Nintendo 64 than on the Wii U. It's true. Yeah, I have to say, I really enjoyed this because we actually played fun games today. Yeah, we you got to... Time. Well, for the most part. You got to play, like, a competent football game for once. Is that the first time we put you through that? No, I think I mean, so, yeah. I think last time I was here, we played a competent basketball game. Okay. So that's good. That's we're, not bad. We're moving up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're getting better. The, you know, for whatever you might say about the uh monopolies that were like from the sports games companies where they're like we're just taking these licenses and take they, they were literally taking the ball and going home yeah yeah yeah. like they did kind of settle into like a competent rut yes and there were no more nfl quarterback clubs <laughs> for which we were all grateful yeah we could appreciate that whatever else uh, whatever other controversy uh surrounds ea kind of having this monopoly on the football license we can't be grateful that nfl quarterback club is dead in the ground <laughs> yeah we, we, we be, danced upon its grave we did we absolutely did i we should say the three games we are talking about today are Madden NFL 13, Brunswick Pro Bowling, and Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. That's right. We combined our last three sports games from wildly disparate sports into one mega episode. Uh, it's like a giant mushroom was thrown into the studio. We got really big, and we can podcast better because of it. I, d I do think that's a good idea for these three, because maybe Mario Tennis, you could get enough content for a whole episode, but like... Man, these, not a lot going on in these games. I mean, I thank God I didn't leave. Uh, I had Brunswick as its own episode for <laughs> oh a minute. Oh, my gosh. I, thank God I didn't do that. That would have been like a strange experimental John Cage-style episode <laughs> of, like, you could just, we could get audio from the sound of the ball, the ball just slowly rolling. <laughs> And just silently hitting the pins. A detailed breakdown of every menu option. Yeah, the I don't know. Is that thing's so poorly made. You could probably like track down whoever was in charge of it and interview them. And you probably can. I, I think maybe you should actually just do do the full episode for bowling. I think that's a good idea. I, I know. <laughs> maybe we should change the format of the podcast and just give up on Wii U and now make every episode about Br Brunswick Pro Bowling. Oh, it'll be and kind of like that uh, that worst episode ever podcast or the worst idea ever podcast yeah. where they just watch Grown Ups every week. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we'll just do that. I think that sounds like a great to idea. To be clear, they watch the movie Grown Ups. They don't just sit in the oh, subway yeah. station and watch adult people walk by. Oh, there's a businessman. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, looks he looks like a real grown up. Oh, no, that person. That person's a child. Oh, Ignore him. Uh, no, not looking there. No way. Uh, well, let's get into talking about our first game today. Wait, that's let's oh. let's take a timeout. Are we calling it T.O.? Yep. That's what they call Whistle. <laughs> One Terrell Owens, please. Whistle, whistle. Um, I have two very important announcements. Okay. Slash one very important announcement and one question for Josiah. Okay. Um, the first very important announcement is I would like to wish a congratulations to friend of the podcast and close personal friend of mine, Aaron George, on getting married today. Aaron! Um, yeah, congratulations. I'm sorry that I can't be at your wedding because I'm a poor boy, but um, I hope that it is a wonderful time and that you don't all melt down there yeah. in 110-degree weather. Um, and everybody walks the dinosaur. That's that's my dream. That was the song I Open put the on. Uh, Get on the floor. I put on my dance 
list, and I won't be there to like uh, carry my weight. I was actually going to learn the dance. Was that their going to be their like actual wedding dance number? Like that's their oh, first dance. Oh, oh, I don't or know. Is that the father daughter dance? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Sure. They're like open the door. Get on the floor. Yeah, it's very it's very yeah. unclear. And I'm. Also, you're welcome that we picked your three favorite games, Aaron. I'm sure that you're going to go right to this episode and not skip over it and never hear this Oh, message. absolutely. And That's amazing. Congratulations, Aaron. That's yeah. amazing. And uh, my question for Josiah is, aside from uh, these games, uh, what have you been playing lately? Well, so uh, I was just explaining to the guys that I started playing God of War only mm-hmm. five years after, four or five years after it came out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm shocked to discover that it is a great game and that everyone should go out and play it. Did you assume that people were just lying to it you? It was a, a worldwide conspiracy <laughs> you know, of, of this long track of everyone giving this the good reviews just to gaslight Josiah. Oh, I, well, you know, there's no conspiracy, but this happens every time where I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to try out Horizon Zero. Di- wow. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Actually, wow. People weren't lying. You can trust <laughs> You can trust games that win awards. Yeah, you can sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. they're right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one to be jumping in on. Uh, I wish I had a different game to say I was playing. I downloaded the game Stray, uh, which I've been really excited to play. I hear it's great. I have not started it yet, though. Sure. Uh, I'll have a report on Stray for our next episode. It looks super adorable. You're, you're a cat you, with a backpack. You, you think you're nearing in on uh, Horizon Forbidden West, right? I'm getting close. I'm at, like, I, I don't know what story progress, but uh, I'm I'm one of those obsessive people who needs to fill in all the fog on the Oof, map. Yeah, uh, that's a big which, ask in that type uh, of game. It's a big ask, and luckily uh, the PS5 has such incredibly fast loading times that, like, fast traveling around is a breeze, which makes it very easy, and it puts me in that, like, all right, it's I should be going to bed, but just one more mission kind mm, of mode, you know, yeah. which is a, a tricky mode load to fall time, into. Load time improvements make a really big difference. It's it, kind of an invisible thing. Yeah, I, I actually have to say, I think that is the far and away number one feature of the PS5. Like, the graphics are, are great, you know, yeah. the gameplay's fine. There's certain games that I could have only played on the PS5, but it's the it is the loading time that is... It Amazing. Makes, it, that and the controller just really like take that system over the top. Like I, I've been really enjoying it, and it's it's definitely been worth it for that. Well, you guys are bragging about your new fancy systems. I got all the achievements in Cuphead. Yes. Meaning I beat the I beat the game on Expert. Good for um, you. So it is one of my few perfect games on Steam. Um, I do always forget that Steam has achievements, but mm. I really am appreciated appreciative of it when there's games that I really like. Yeah. So I feel great pride of 100% in Cuphead and Enter the Gungeon. It is weird how effective uh, a motivating thing uh, achievements in games are. They don't give us anything. We don't get anything like other than just this tangible realization that we have accomplished something. Do you guys appreciate like there are games that they'll release for newer consoles that I will specifically be like, yeah, I'll play that again because I can unlock all the trophies again. Yes. That's happened with a couple like Spider-Man when they remastered that. Yeah, I like, guess I'm starting this all the way over again. Let's go. I've kind of been thinking about doing the same thing with uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I did get 100% trophies on on the PS4, but now there's a director's cut. Oh, goodness. It's got more stuff, and I want to play it the entire way in Kurosawa <laughs> that, mode this time. That feels a little dirty in terms of inflating your uh, gamer score yeah. or whatever the PlayStation equivalent. It, also, Nintendo, you're leaving money on the table. Like, the fact that the Switch does not have achievements is nutty. Yeah, individual like, games do, but, like, uh, uh, it's oh, all just kind it, of within the context of the game. Oh, yeah, I like see. Like, it's usually okay. third-party games that exist on multiple platforms. They'll give you a little, like, pop, and you can unlock some concept art. But but there's not really a good way to display it. Like, no. I, I don't know. It's Nintendo's still lagging behind in that front. They are a little bit. All right, let's talk about our first game, Madden NFL 13. This was released November 18th, 2012. Launch game. This was developed by EA Tiburon and published by EA. It was also released on everything. Everything has Madden. Uh, Except we realized we were talking about this. We did not. uh, We weren't really sure. But the Switch does not have a Madden yet. The Switch is about to get its first Madden game this like next month. So what that means is this game that we played is the most recent Madden game on a Nintendo console. Holy shit, yeah, that's yeah. true, and this is 10 years old now. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so, yeah, we were uh, we were stymied a bit by a faulty disc when we wanted to talk about this before, but we were planning to cover this game back when the Super Bowl aired, both as a timely kind of tie-in with that big event and because uh, we recently lost John Madden, who oh, I think he died yeah. like two weeks before we were supposed to originally... This became our Funky Barn episode, right? This became Funky Barn. And really, what better way is there to <laughs> honor John Madden, a man famed for both being funky and having a love of farming? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Or at least like eating farm animals, yeah. like, you know... Absolutely. 
Uh, now, we've covered Madden on the N64 many times, but as a quick recap, uh, John Madden, the man, was a college football player who briefly went pro. He played for one season for the Eagles in 1958 before sustaining a career-ending knee injury. And from there, he became a coach, eventually rising to the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, who he led to the Super Bowl victories in the 70s. Uh, and throughout the 80s and 90s, he found this booming second career as his color commentator because he's this big, jolly guy with a very distinctive voice, and uh, he was he was fun to have on air. You know, and he became involved with the video game franchise after meeting with EA founder Trip Hawkins in 1984. Uh, and Madden was Hawkins' third choice for a sponsor character, but Joe Montana was tied up in contract with Atari, and Cal State coach Joe Cap wanted too much money. So that was who this could have been cap football nfl i was gonna say nobody's popping in the cap 13 right doesn't have the same ring to it no i think you need like montana 13 i could see doing i think you just need more than the one syllable there uh and also joe montana ruled he was that was the last time i cared about football was when joe montana was an active player it seems in it's just interesting to think about like I guess this is kind of a weird one-time thing of having this franchise named after someone that's endured for so long yeah like if it had been like there was a series of Joe Montana football, but like if this had been named after a player, do you think they would have kept that name for this whole duration? Like I almost long after the player had sort of faded out of consciousness, like in some ways, like the fact that like Madden is not necessarily like at the time, like if he wasn't part of this game, his name probably would not have gone as long as like Joe Montana's name. It it helped, like, I think, that like you're bringing this guy in to be a mascot for your series long after his career stopped being relevant. Right. So like he's not. It's not going to date itself every year by saying like you know yeah you have the Terrell Owens football or something like he's not going to be playing forever. I'm sure he's not playing anymore. No. Okay. No, definitely I got not. The, I got the I got the head shake. Oh, he's in the weird Josiah. Do you know about this? There's like a weird like Twitch football league. With, like, Johnny Manziel and, like, Terrell Owens, where, like, people on Twitch call the plays that, like, these guys do, and it's like they just play all the games on Saturdays, but... I can't. I've never heard of this. This sounds amazing. I'm really yeah. into it. You know, they keep trying. I know Vince McMahon attempted the XFL. Oh, and right. Twice. They tried a lot. Yeah. And it just keeps getting thwarted. But maybe this is the winner is Twitch <laughs> being in charge. That'll never go wrong. This might be the best way to go. I mean, either way, John Madden made a very smart decision. This is the 17th best selling video game franchise of all time. 130 million copies sold more every year. Honestly, that surprises me that it's only number 17. Same here. But I guess the reason for that is this game is, this franchise is probably exclusive to the United States in terms of sales numbers. Like, I, I know it gets released other places, but like, how many copies of this are you selling in Japan? I think like, FIFA has more crossover here than Madden does, like overseas. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. well, because yeah. no other countries aside from Canada, you know, play this sport, and Canada is like a bastardized approximation of kinda. It. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, so the last Madden game we talked about was Madden 2002 on the N64, and some fans of the series would say we tapped out just as the franchise was kind of reaching its heyday. I mean, for what for what it's worth, like we saw a pretty marked improvement yeah. over the Madden games in like in the N64 era. I mean, like, and that game was really late in the N64 life and cycle. Yeah. That game was quite good, as I remember. Like yeah. the graphics were pretty phenomenal for the system, and it played pretty smooth. Like it almost. It almost felt like, wow, we're getting into like two PS2 era of how Which, these run. And Josiah can uh, support or deny this, but it seems like the PS2 Xbox era was kind of the heyday for the Madden franchise in terms of like critical quality and in terms of fan loyalty. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, with everything, they've just turned into it's just microtransactions for the most part. Like the game itself isn't horrible; it's still pretty well made. But I think people kind of get tired of just the repeated like. Here's a roster update. Pay us seventy dollars. Yeah, or you know, upwards of. I think the now the bigger editions are like a hundred dollars a year. Oh God, it's kind of insane. But yeah, there are especially because these that, games have no resale value. Exactly. Like after yeah, like six you can months, get like three bucks for it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people do regard 05 and 06 as probably like kind of the beginning of the end. Yeah, that's the big change that's happened since we've talked about Madden last. Is that. Uh, when we were still talking about it on the N64, there were other football games, and that uh, is gone now because ever since 2004, EA has owned the exclusive rights to the NFL and the NFL Players Association. And so 
there's no room for competition because what are you going to, are you going to play an arena football game? Like, are you going to play a football game? Like they tried with like some grittier, like blitz games that right. were trying to, uh, you know, give you an arcadey football game there without were, actual specific there characters. There was one that had like just drew from like <laughs> players in the hall of fame and various legends that you could draft your team, which was a good idea in theory, but like really at its core, you just can't compete with like having real players and real environment. Like that's no. what you want from your sports sim. Yeah, yeah, that's why, like, it, for me, like, I would rather it all just be Mutant League football, you know? Sure. I want it all to be, like, wackety-schmackety arcade nonsense, but I understand that most people playing these games are not playing it for the same reason. Well, but I think, you know, most people, if we could have Mutant League football in real life, then I think that they'd be with you. Oh, Let's absolutely. get the freaks on the field. See, that's why I'm very pro-steroids, uh, you know, because eventually one of these is going to be contaminated by some kind of, like, radioactive bug, and it's going to turn uh, the fullback into, like, an eight-armed monstrosity, and I'm here for that. And, you know, that would be, you know, we want those games, but like those exist in like a fifteen to twenty dollars space. So it's kind of a shame that like there hasn't been sort of. There's been a couple attempts to bring Blitz back, but yeah. like I think there might have. Was there a newer Mutant League football? Am there I was. Crazy? Okay. No, there was, and it just it, went completely unnoticed. Okay. And then there's stuff like Blood Bowl, which is like more RPG than yeah, that's a it's, tabletop it's, it's game. Like that's a, a that's Warhammer a trick. thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's football themed, but it's Warhammer. I was always a fan of in the uh, NCAA games, which were also made by EA. Yeah, you used to be able to do mascot games. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. loved that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you'll agree with this uh, since uh, you're more of a uh, Madden player over the years. I think the common complaint is that the series has sort of stagnated since EA took over because there's no competition. They don't really need to force themselves to be better because they just they can just kind of incrementally add new for features. And I mean, I think part of the challenge, too, as we've talked about a lot, is games that come out every year always stagnate. But usually, like, or franchises that come out every year, like Tony Hawk or things like that, yeah. they stagnate, but usually that translates to a drop in sales, yeah. which is, EA has not been punished in that way, because people do want the roster updates, they they'll do. buy them and complain about them. They absolutely will. Well, and then they add in the, the loot boxes and the being able to open card packs, and which I mean, I other... will see, regularly see people complaining that like, well, I, I put $200, why didn't I get the best player? Yeah, yeah, that's so, the, the I mean, freemium model. They make billions of dollars. And you can't even call that a freemium model because you're still paying $60 for the disc and then you're adding all these additional right. that, things. That, that does feel That's pretty we pool. weird and dirty. Like it, I mean, that feels like the way EA, I don't even want to say like the way of doing it that would make more sense is like they just release like, you know, like Madden football as a free to play thing. It's a platform, yeah. And then they just every year they do like big roster updates as downloadable patches, but then they also do a bunch of microtransactions. And I'm not supporting that as yeah. like a way to go, but it's almost surprising that they're still able to move sixty dollar discs every year. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, and I would say that yeah, I I think you're spot on, and I think they're within five years. I think they will do that. Oh I yeah. Think the problem that they are running into is that. When they make you buy a new game, you reset all your progress. So this is the best part is people are spending thousands of dollars and they're not even keeping it for the whole year. You reset again it'd, it'd by, be like by if, the next year. Yeah, it's like every year if like uh, you have to restart your Animal Crossing Island yeah. or something. You know, it's like it's kind of not really as fun. Uh, this would wind up being the last Madden game released on the Wii, the first released on the Vita, and the only released on the Wii U. Um, other versions launched in April, but this version came out as a launch game in November. So, so you it was saying already a few months old. More Madden games on the Vita than on the Wii U? Uh, yes, yes, okay. I think there are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on the Switch. Uh, so our cover athlete, we like to do little bios of the cover athlete when they appear. Uh, this one, uh, so the Madden 20 NFL 12 introduced the Sports Nation cover vote tournament, which let players vote on who the next cover athlete would be. Play, like players uh, in sorry. the NFL or players, players of, of the game? Okay. Yeah, Madden players, I guess it should clarify. Uh, the promotion was popular, so they kept it going here. And after a tough bracket that came down to the Detroit Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson and Carolina Panthers QB Cam Newton, Johnson scored the cover uh, so Cam Calvin Johnson, he played his entire career for the Detroit Lions. He's now regarded as one of the best wide receivers of all time. Uh, the year he made the cover, Johnson broke the single season receiving yard record and went on to earn 1,000 more yards over the next three years. 
he's seemingly managed to avoid the so-called uh, Madden curse, possibly because he retired very early. He walked away from the game after only nine seasons in 2015, which is a move I kind of admire. He like kind of got out before he had any major concussions or damage to himself. You could you could say his curse was that he was on the Lions his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that could be interpreted he, as a he curse. He definitely had a winless season or two in there. Oh, man. When will Detroit catch a break? Just in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he uh, you know, he, he left before burning out. He went on to have a successful run on Dancing with the Stars. He's currently 36. He's younger than me. <laughs> and he's uh, retired from the NFL. And he runs a successful medical marijuana dispensary with his wife in northern Michigan. Uh, that's a great way to retire from football. Calvin Johnson was an absolute star, and everybody loved him. And there, you—I've never found anything bad to say about him. He was a good guy. I, I couldn't find any controversy. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's even good in this game. I think we we scored some points just in this game as him. All right, so let's talk about this game a little bit. So Madden 12 have been criticized a little bit for being more of the same. So the developers tried to mix things up with this entry, and the biggest new innovation here is called Connected Career Mode, or CCM, and this lets you combine the franchise, online franchise, and superstar modes from previous games into kind of one uh, single-player experience that the developers were trying to hype as, like, football RPG. And just to be clear, like, what you just described of being able to combine, like, the career and online mode is like a feature that should just be in the game. Like right. it, it's not like oh we've added this feature to make it better. It's like if you don't have this it's a design oversight. Yeah. They they took what was three game modes, they made each one worse and then they mashed them together to call it a new thing, but it's it's the exact same thing they've had since I mean probably Madden 2003. So, like, you can't uh, uh, buy new, like, uh, plus five magic shoulder pads or anything in this. Like, yeah. it's nothing that fun. It's just, like, no. you can... No, you it's can... like, you can play through a career with one team, and then when you want to be done, you can start a new character from where you left off. Okay. That's the big addition. And where do you get your side quests? You you can divide your team into three different parties and go fight Kefka at the top <laughs> of his tower. You put Matthew Stafford as the leader of one party and Calvin Johnson as the leader of the other. That was really sad, that scene with uh, Colin Kaepernick on the floating island where you had to decide whether or not to leave your dog to yeah, die. That's yeah, true. That was really sad. I always waited. I always waited. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this just combines those different modes. You can play either on, offline or in an online 32-team le league, or you can choose to follow careers, either a coach or a player. I mean, uh, yeah, just to be clear, like, there's, very, there's nothing here that, despite Steve saying words, yes. there's nothing here that you haven't seen before. Like, there's exactly. no, like weird, goofy story mode that they started doing in the more recent Maddens that has a bunch of, like over-the-top maudlin act like and like where they like get big name actors to be in yeah some of the nba story modes so like from the last recent years like mahershal ali is in it like they're they're big actors yeah. like uh, doing great work in these nba games i think it makes total sense to become a, an athlete and have like 50 cent be your agent or whatever <laughs> <laughs> absolutely why not yeah, and, like, a lot of the features here, like, I think football is always tough to figure out how to get, like, side modes in. Because, like, football is kind of an complicated, intricate, kind of poorly designed sport in a yes. lot of ways. Yeah. In the sense that if you take out certain parts of it, it just falls apart. Um, so, like, it's like, oh, you can play a career mode as, like, a wide receiver. And you're like, okay, this is not that fun because mostly I just run routes and then the quarterback throws it to someone else. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of only fun when you're playing everyone on the team. Yeah. Well, and, and they've done it in the past where you can kind of like, it'll lock the camera on your player. So you kind of get into like one-on-one -on -one battles with people mm -hmm. and then you sort of simulate around whenever your player isn't going to get the ball. That works okay, but and it's cool when you can like do specific drills to get your attributes up or find new gear or whatever, but there really is a limit to how much you can do that before it gets very boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, really, we mostly just focused on just playing a game of football. Like, that's kind of our experience with this, is we just set up a quick play game, we chose teams, we played a game of football. And in that regard, I thought this was pretty good. Like, and I'm not a, a fan of football games. I'm very on the record. I have trouble wrapping my head around it. Hearing you two guys and, like, wa watching you as you interpreted stats and interpreted moves and, like, I felt like I was speaking a different language. Sure. Like, I'm like, I don't know where you're getting this information. I don't know how to read this for any strategic value. Oh, come on, Mr. Football, let's go. <laughs> Look, I've got to be honest. They call me that mockingly. 
They, uh, oh, it's, the truth they, comes they, out. They started calling me that uh, to make fun of me. Okay. He hates being called Mr. Football. It's mostly the shape of my head. It's a Hey, Ar- <laughs> it's a hey Arnold thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I will say, like, I don't... I felt like we really had a fun game of football. Like, it, you and Josiah were on a team. I, I was the Lions. You guys were the 49ers. Yeah. And, like... Josiah mostly played quarterback, but you made some great receptions and some great runs. I and like occasionally put myself in the right place, and yeah. like yeah, but I I your, your, I was your I was, season in this game was comparable to my high school season. Perfect. Like, I made one good catch and run. I I but. realized pretty so I was playing with the gamepad at first, and this game has some pretty cool like Wii U exclusive features. Like I think this is a really smart use of the gamepad to be able to let you call all of your plays like on the touch screen, and you can kind of rearrange your roster and everything like that. Uh, I was playing this mode, and then I'm like, you know what? I really should hand this to Josiah, who knows what these plays mean and kind of has an idea of what would be an effective way to play. And I was much happier after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have to say, like, I mean, if the first, the biggest building block of enjoying a video game is like, is it fun to play? Like, we had a fun game. It was competitive. Yeah. I thought the gamepad stuff was awesome. Like, I actually kind of wish I had something like that. I don't need a big screen on my controller, I guess. But... And that that does cool. that does make this game unique because this is the only Madden game on the Wii U. It's the only game in this franchise that did the second screen thing, you know. So that makes it pretty unique. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this was the most new Madden experience I've had in like a decade. It was pretty cool, right? Which like because you you were pointing out like you've played this game before, like when it was new, and you're saying we were asking if there's like much of an update in modern Madden versus this, and you said not as much as there should be. Yeah, well, let's talk about real quick like the features on the Wii U gamepad, which is you just you imagine like. You know, you're in the huddle, like looking down at your sleeve or something with yeah. a list of plays. Um, and it it does have that fun aspect of you can see like, you know, the X's and O's on there with the different routes your characters are going to run. And you can like you can draw hot routes for your characters mm-hmm. of like you're like, OK, this is going to be like your character is going to run a slant route where they run forward and then towards the center. But you're like, OK, instead, you're going to turn backwards and loop around. And, or Does you, it judge you on how hot it is? Like, yeah, is it a sexiness yeah, yeah, you thing, have to decide it if like it's a, hot or not. Okay, all right, um, good, good, good. Well, if you draw it, draw it poorly, it's an ugly route. <laughs> it's an ugly route. Uh, too wiggly? I'm sorry, go back to the drawing board. And it's just like a quick way to select, like to navigate through the whole playbook. Like, yeah. Nav- that's always something that these kind of football games struggle with, is like, how do they give you sort of maximum thoroughness to navigate through whatever plays you might want, but yeah. not like totally grind the game to a halt and like not make it a huge hassle to go through a ton of menus. And here, since you're using a touchscreen, it seems like it would be a lot faster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I felt like there was one other feature with the gamepad. You, I don't remember what it was, though. No, I'm not sure. But but I will say, like, if it, if it was weirdly important that you play, like, Couch Madden with your friend, it's kind of cool you can look at your route without having to, like, show it on the screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. No, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was a smart approach. Uh, the the things I will ding this game for. Uh, so I don't know why I always pay such a close attention to this, but crowd animations in this are embarrassingly bad. They're like yeah. worse than N sixty four animations somehow. You have three models. There's a red guy, a white guy, and a blue guy. Red guy only does one animation. Blue only one. White only one. It's like uh, if it's like if you look at the crowd for uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. Yeah. And when they pan over the crowd, you'll see like the mask in the background doing the same animation every time they cut to him. Josiah, did you see Space Jam: A New Legacy? You know, I haven't yet had the pleasure. <laughs> oh boy! I really should have gone out of my way at this point. Oh boy! I rewatched uh, Space Jam one a couple years ago, and it was so bad that. Let, well, let, let me ask you this: uh, How much of a Christ figure do you think Bugs Bunny should be? Oh well, I pray to Bugs Bunny all the time, but I thought that was just me. <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah, I'm yeah. more of a fan of gangster Bugs Bunny, like those '90s T-shirts. I oh think that's yeah, great, yeah, like yeah. With the tats and the bandanas, the, the Tweety Bird wearing the backwards jeans, like crisscross. I just, I just like to remind people of that movie occasionally because I feel like it came out and like there was a moment of like shared trauma amongst all of us, and then like it's kind of we've had so much new shared trauma, yeah, that like that has faded in the background. We've, it's like let's take a moment to share and shared trauma that actually was kind of funny. I think it was, <laughs> it, a, was it was a successful movie that uh, nobody liked and completely went off the radar after it came out. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, sometimes you just get sometimes, those. Like I just saw somebody had returned <laughs> it to the library, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is on DVD. Yeah, crazy. I'm always reminded of that, and this is a tangent, but I'm always reminded of that because uh, anytime I go for a run, my running route goes alongside like a lot of places where people have dumped things that they've stolen. <laughs> okay. And there's been a Space Jam: The New Legacy DVD sleeve sitting in the bushes, getting bleached by the sun for like six months. I now. like to imagine that somebody stole like a bunch of like new dvds from fred meyer or whatever and i was like looking through them and was like oh space jam a new legs i don't need this and just like cast to the side there's a sad one out there right now currently there's just a torn open uh, happy birthday bag with what must be 300 uh pokemon card packs opened up and just scattered on the ground so i think somebody robbed a kid's birthday in the park Ooh. and just Ooh. took all their pokemon cards Sorry, and you just you didn't pick these up you didn't think you'd find like you know they're also a special a- charm Charizard, or I thought I might find a special syringe. <laughs> there are a lot of those on my route as well. <laughs> I need to find a better place to run. Uh, the other big complaint about this game when it came out at the time was that there is no licensed soundtrack. There's just one kind of orchestral score. Past games would have like a bunch of licensed music that would make up a soundtrack, or or you could program in your own music on like the Xbox. I just go like to go on record saying I don't care about that. Yeah, and I, don't I think that often when they have licensed soundtracks, they lean really heavy on the same song. Yeah, and it gets pretty annoying. Well, and yeah, I was gonna say it's funny because now like one of the biggest complaints about Madden is that they license the soundtrack. Oh my and god, it's so annoying. Yeah. Just bring back the orchestra music. I mean, people just aren't going to be happy either Yeah, way. I mean, for what it's worth, like, it's we all can enjoy shitting on EA, but, yeah. like, they are in a thankless position they for are. pretty much all the franchises that they own because no one's going to be happy with them. It doesn't matter like, what they do yeah. with it. Like, not to not to put them on, you know, like, I'll get them off the hook for some of the shady sh- stuff yeah, that they exactly. do sometimes, but, you know, they I think they do make games of very high quality with some dubious business ethics behind it. Um, do we have anything else to say about Madden? I, don't, I didn't want to breeze through it too much, uh, but I mean, it is a game we've covered many times before. Th- this game is kind of in like a cool space. Like yeah. it would be a weird thing to like. I want to go back and like play Madden 2013. Yeah. But if you did, because like you really liked this era of football, um, like this is a cool way to do it. And it's kind of a shame that this is the only madden game for the wii u or yeah. football game in general because having that gamepad is really a neat thing that they could have even explored further yeah and that's not gonna be replicatable like on the switch that's it's true yeah i mean because the, the switch doesn't really i mean it does have a touchpad but it's kind of yeah but you can't uh, the switch doesn't give you the ability to watch one thing on the tv exactly and have something else on the gamepad right exactly exactly so i mean it's it's in a pretty cool unique position uh yeah i think we've talked about ea in the past like they they went in pretty hard on the wii u for the first like six months and when it was clear the system wasn't going to be a seller they kind of pulled everything so every ea game came out within the first six months of the wii u life cycle so um yeah Yeah, i yeah i have to say i i thought it was pretty fun i i play a lot of madden so i'm kind of biased but like i don't know that this was one of my favorite er it was right before the seahawks won the super bowl so like it was cool to go see older players that I'd kind of forgotten existed. And yeah, I, yeah, it, there's no reason to go back unless you're I, I, I will sometimes go back with friends and play like Madden 05 or whatever, just to kind of get a shake up of rosters. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was a good time. Yeah. And I agree. I think it's it's uh, uh, not my type of game, not the type of thing I would seek out on my own. But I can appreciate that this does provide a unique Madden experience like for a, a series that's become increasingly kind of homogenized. Like, I think this is a unique uh, a little chapter of the game. So, like, if if you're not like super bullish about having the most up to date stats and don't mind playing ten year old game, yeah, I say take this one out. Yeah, it's not expensive. <laughs> yeah, head over to your blockbuster video and rent that puppy. Get over there, or, or the Hollywood video across the street if that's f- not open. You know. Speaking of cheap, let's talk <laughs> about our next game, Brunswick Pro Bowling. I just realized I went out of order uh, uh, chronologically, but who cares? Uh, this was released January 21st, 2016. It was developed by Alliance Digital Media and published by Farsight Studios. in 2016? Oh, boy. I've got something about that. This was also available on Wii, PS2, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, 3DS, PSP, iOS, and Android. There was no shortage. They were making PS2 games in 2016? They... 
technically were. Uh, that's not when this one came out. Would it surprise you guys uh, that this was actually a game from 2007? Ah, <laughs> Would it surprise okay. you that this was maybe not the freshest, most current you game? You told me this game was from 1996. I, I would have been like, yeah, I would have right. believed it too. Uh, it helps to know a little bit about the company Farsight Studios. They're a small studio yeah, located <laughs> in Southern California, and they've been plugging away since the early days of the NES, where they created uh, some of Woody's favorite games. I know, like uh, Color a Dinosaur and Action 52, oh, which we man. just talked about My not too long ago. My friends and I, we would go late into the night coloring dinosaurs. Oh, man. We would color so many fucking dinosaurs. Like, we would color a stegosaurus blue. Ooh, oh, We would cover, like, a periodontist a periodontist? A periodontist. <laughs> Isn't that the dinosaur that comes in? I thought that was the teeth? guy who put your braces on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do you think he got his name? From the dinosaur that that perfected his profession. For people people who are not familiar with this, uh, the title does not lie. It is a virtual coloring book for the NES in which you can select from one of four colors and color a dinosaur. Guys, I gotta go. I wanna... <laughs> I want to color something. <laughs> you got to go get your NES out and start coloring that dinosaur. And then Action 52, of course, is kind of an infamous cart with 52 games on the same cartridge, and not one of them is playable. Yeah. So how did they manage to get them all in there? They're all dog shit. Uh, these days, they specialize in bowling and pinball games. Aside from this one, they've done some smash hits like Stern Pinball Arcade, The Pinball Arcade, PBA Pro Bowling and Brunswick Pro Billiards. Uh, their last game was released Wait, in 2020, Brunswick so they're still plugging owns away. The rights to both bowling and billiards? Yes and no. All right, so this is one of the longest gaps between ports that I can think of for a game that wasn't a remake or a remaster. So Brunswick Pro Bowling was first released for the Wii back in 2007, which means it took a full nine years to get this port onto the Wii U. And I couldn't find any sales data for this game. I have to imagine it's a pretty low-rent Wii port uh, did very well, especially coming out in 2016 when the Wii U was dead. Uh, so, in fact, it took uh, uh, in the time it took for this Wii U port to come out, the Brunswick Corporation pulled out of the bowling market. They don't sell oh, bowling wow. balls anymore okay. as of 2015. Uh, they they sold off their stake to a company called Bowlmore, and they shifted solely over to like billiards and fitness equipment. So, yes, they do do billiards. Uh, no, they do not do bowling <laughs> anymore. What they do in this game. So, like, this do you think is, their bowling balls are, like, really expensive on the market? They must be. Like, oh, you know, we, got the good, find. we got the B ones. Yeah. Ooh, these are good ones. So, I mean, I think that just kind of puts this in time as, like, a relic upon relics. It is, it is documenting a company and a sport that no longer are affiliated. Can you think of any game off the top of your head that's, oh, like, what's, what are some other games that are just straight ports? That came out nine years after the original. Like, I mean, what's Skyrim, Skyrim going on? Yeah, now? I guess like, Skyrim. Uh, they did a Switch cover of the Skyrim uh, that was probably about eight or nine years. Grand uh, Theft Auto Five at this point. I don't know how gets, old that game is. That's 2013. Yeah, okay. that's, that's been released a couple of times now. It's been used to launch. Yeah, I mean, I guess systems. how do you count it? Like GTA Three being available on the PS Five. Yeah, I guess. But those would, counts. Those even had like HD upgrades, and I don't think this one did. Like, oh, you know, definitely not in the sound. When they originally brought the GTA trilogy, I think they ported it to phone and then over to console. I remember which is that. Yeah, just insane. They play okay on the phone. Like, and this was like iPhone one. Like back when they were doing that, it was pretty crazy. They, they followed the uh, Brunswick Pro Bowling approach because yeah. I imagine this game got ported over to the phone, and then it seems like they took a phone port and put it here. I mean, I think they made this game on a phone. <laughs> I think they did. I think they did. All this is to say, like. Uh, if you want to play this game for some damn reason, you can pick up the Wii game for a dollar somewhere or maybe free and uh, you'll have the exact same experience. Well, you Wii won't. Game. You'll probably have a much better, more immersive experience because I imagine the Wii version of this game somehow uses motion functionality. That blew my mind. Like, I I was like, okay, well, good. For this game, we, you know, my gamepad needs to charge. We can just set that aside for a minute because obviously we're going to use the Wii remotes and we're going to, like, use the bowling action because, like, like we do in Wii Sports. Why not make it easy on yourself? You're porting a Wii game to the Wii U that are, it uses Wiimotes. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do any work. You don't. Like, you don't. And it seems like that was kind of their goal with this game, was <laughs> to not do any work. Uh, but no, this this is about as bare bones and lazy uh, a, a game as you can find. Do you find. think that one guy at this company, like, got assigned to the Wii U port of this game and realized he could kind of just, like, bang, like skid by, like, because he was, like, the only person. He's like, well, 
still working on it, you know, and like no one was paying that much attention. So he was just able to kind of go nine years like with a steady income. And yeah. then at some point, someone's like, you have to release this thing. He's like, shit. God damn it. Like, okay, I guess the jig is up. How worn out was he looking at the <laughs> same animation of pins quietly falling oh every God. day yeah, for the months, s- the years? Silent pins are very well, like. No, I'm just haunting. saying, like, I think he spent those nine years just like, you know, browsing hot or not on a, on a computer. <laughs> Trying to decide which routes were hottest. Yeah, exactly. And at some point, his supervisor came down like the week before this got released. He's like, what's taking so long? And this guy's like, shit. And then he put in like some like very basic like kickstick controls, which yeah. is what this uses. Kind of. This, yeah. this doesn't use motion controls at all. You can't even attach a Wii remote to it. Again, this yeah. is a port of a Wii game. Yes. That you cannot, is not functional with the Wii mode. So it's like a, a far less interactive, far less fun uh, way to play a bowling game than we've gotten used to. You know, Wii bowling kind of came in and set that template and that's like, all right, this is how bowling games are played on motion con- motion control consoles, which this is. Uh, and no, they did not go for that. I mean, when's the last time you can remember seeing a game that didn't even have a title screen? Like, it, the game just, like, smash cut opens to uh, your create a character, which is the laziest create a character. You, can, you have all of these options. Do you want to be male or female? Do you want to be left-handed or right-handed? Those are your options. <laughs> and they make no difference. And you do not the, see an animation of your bowler moving. You do not see anything. It is the most personality-less male and female models that you have seen. They look like some kind of dystopian, like uh, uh, something from like some kind of speculative fiction about a society that all has to have the same haircut and the same gray clothing until someone teaches them about love. I, I thought they looked very familiar. They looked like fans in a Madden game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just kind of like, you know, dirtbag energy with both of these characters. But like, that's the thing that is, amongst the many things that are truly insane is like, we have not seen a game this cheap looking since the N64 days yeah. um like rat attack or something oh, like yeah, that oh yeah rat attack um, where it just seems like literally one person was kind of had some side project in the basement yeah um because when you actually get to the bowling mechanics the way it works is you pull back on the right stick and um you can kind of I guess it's most comparable to golden tea. Yeah. And like you can pull it back in different directions. And then depending on which way you push the stick forward, you'll put a little bit of spin on the ball, which like that was fairly responsive. Like the ball seemed to spin the way I wanted, but there's no animation of your character like throwing the ball. Yeah. It's just like it's an immediate cut and the ball is just slowly rolling down the lane at a speed that is very difficult to throw at where it is maintaining like a specific trajectory but is taking about 10 seconds to get there like it's it's harder to throw at that slow than to throw at regular speed weirdly we have played this is the third bowling game we played in recent weeks because we played Wii sports club and then we played uh simpsons bowling for our uh patreon show and the simpsons bowling game was basically the same style gameplay that we have here except you have a trackball which feels a lot more intuitive, a lot more fun. You like you said, it's the, the golden tea. Which and is you way have more fun. Exactly, it is. Like Whoever, it, Joe Blow, yeah, the, he, the character. Literally, his name is Joseph Blow, yeah. Yeah, and Josephina Blow. <laughs> yeah, it, like, the game, it, it tries to add a couple of little quirky features, like you can get power-ups to make your ball big, you can get power-ups to <laughs> I believe they've already found those. Those are called steroids. <laughs> they make your balls big. Oh, they make them small. Oh, they make yeah, them small, yeah, yeah. But there, those are probably in here as well. Yeah. This game is wacky. It's wacky But, but as it's fuck. really not that wacky. It's the it's second so, coming of Milo's Astro Lanes. Yeah, Milo's Astro... Like, the wackiness in Milo's Astro Lanes just blows this one out of the galaxy. Absolutely, um, yeah. Because this game... It's got so little personality, and, like, there's about seven tutorial screens right at the start that's, like, you can go here and buy different... You get tokens and cash that you can use to buy different balls, but, like... This game is just so unbelievably boring to play yeah. that it really, I don't give a shit whatever other mechanics and, like, things to unlock in this game are. Yeah. Well, and it's not very motivating to earn money to buy new polos that you're never going to see your character wear. Exactly. No, that's how it goes. It, we get an animation of the ball going down the alley, and then it cuts to... 
the same stationary animation that your character had in the create a character screen. No expression of joy or happiness depend no matter what you've done. I mean, occasionally they'll do like a little fist bump or they. I, I saw one do a little dance when Josiah hit a strike. Oh, I didn't like, even see that. Mostly they are very sterile. How, how good of a dancer were they? Mm, four out of ten. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, like as good as I am. Okay. All right. Or at least as good as this game overall. This is probably a four out of ten. This game. is not a it's four a out less of ten. Than four. It's less than four. I, I can think of I can't think of any reason to recommend this game in None. the sense that like we play we each, you know, we set up a three player game and like Bowling digitally does not take terribly long because no. the ball immediately goes to the next stage and it's like you only have to throw 10 or so balls and it, we, we threw three and we're like, all right, we don't have to play this anymore, do we? No, <laughs> like, no, no, no reason to. Yeah. And like what what bigger like insult is there to a game then, like, we could have made it through one game in probably 20 minutes. Yeah. None of us had any interest in doing that. Zero. We, okay. we sat and played a full-ass Madden game, and this one we we tapped out before we even bowled 10 frames. Like, yeah, we were we were done. Yeah, no reason to play this. Uh, nothing really good to say about it. It uh, just exists. It yeah, just takes I mean, up it's space. like the, the, the mechanic of using the stick, like, kind of works as intended, but yeah, they're both less, it's less fun than a trackball and less fun than a Wiimote. I've, I've played less competent games, I suppose, but uh, I can't think of too many that are less, uh, uh, that are more apathetic, I guess. This game just doesn't really care. Well, and I feel like maybe it's just a bowling game thing where, like, yeah, it's already aiming perfectly down the middle. That's how I'm trying to bowl when yeah. I go. So, you just Move the stick forward, and you're throwing it forward and getting some strikes. I don't know. It's pretty. Boring. I mean, even if you're not getting strikes every time, you're doing pretty well if you just stay in the same place and do the same throw every time. I mean, bowling is a thing, and this is really, I think, pretty true of, like, real-life bowling that's built upon personality. Yeah. It's, like, why nobody cares about, like, professional bowling. Yeah. Because there's not a sense of personality there, but there's, like, beloved movies that feature bowling. Yeah. Because there's a lot of personality there. And I think the way to make a bowling game that would be cool would be kind of like a golf story thing. Um, like some Maybe like somebody gets murdered in a bowling alley and you have <laughs> to like solve this mystery, like a telltale thing that takes place in a bowling alley. And like the bowling is a mechanic, but is not a super huge mechanic to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like... That would I would play that game. It's similar to like the golf story or something like that. Like I, I think there are there are ways to make bowling games fun, and this game is not interested in any of that. Yeah, if you want like a slightly more fun version of this, I feel like you could go into like Grand Theft Auto and play like the bowling mini game. That's and get probably a more fun experience. I think you probably would because well, yeah. it has personality. It does. Like, it does. He'll swear and, and if also you get it wrong. You can stop bowling and shoot people. Exactly as as uh, as everyone wants to do. All right, well, let's move on to our final game today. That is Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. That was released November 20th, 2015, developed by Camelot Software Planning and published by Nintendo. This is a Wii U exclusive. So the back-to-back successes of Mario Golf and Mario Tennis on the N64 helped spawn a whole series of Mario sports games. Uh, Mushroom Kingdom crew competes in soccer, baseball, basketball, and even in the Olympics, as we've covered on our show. Uh, but Mario Tennis is still kind of looked at as the most successful, probably the most fun of these spin-offs. Like, Mario Golf has a lot of fans. Uh, I, I think I've always preferred tennis over golf just because well, that's a more fun game. Certainly if you're competing in terms of fun. Like, yeah. That, the Mario Golf games are fun golf games. Yeah, they're good like, golf games, yeah. To me, that's just less exciting than tennis. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the original, sequ- the original game on the N64 was a big hit, and it was followed by a GameCube sequel called Mario Power Tennis, which most fans still kind of consider the golden ideal for the franchise. There's also a couple of uh, Camelot-developed RPG-like Game Boy games that are really worth tracking down. Like, if you're going to play a Game Boy port of a N64 game, those are definitely ones to seek out. So Ultra Smash was following up on that GameCube game, and the general response upon release was that this game was a bit of a step down from that one, as uh, the character roster is largely recycled and the game didn't really add too many new features. Um, But one of the biggest new features they added here was Amiibo support. Uh, They added these kind of late into the production, but the features they included are pretty cool. Um, In offline modes, you can tap your Amiibo to add it as an instant AI doubles partner, which is good. 
You can also train your amiibo in like the training mode to boost up its stats, and then you can bring it into online matches as a doubles partner, which is also very useful. Uh, similar to Mario Party 10, there's only the nine core Mushroom Kingdom characters that you get to use in this game. But still, it's kind of a cool feature. We did realize that like amiibos seem to only store information from one game at a time. So like it still has all my Mario Party data saved on it, so we couldn't really do anything with it here. Which is kind of sad. I mean, you can erase it to like switch it so it only stores Mario Tennis data and then you lose the party data. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I guess is all right. But then you have to remember which is which. Yeah. It's, and that's sort of a shame because it feels like that career mode then is buried a little bit behind that amiibo functionality. Because I think, first off, I had a great time playing this game. I think it was, I did too. I think it was really fun. Yeah. But it is like, does feel really, really feature light. Like there's, there's sort of your core party mode where um is basically mario tennis where mario tennis is always super forgiving in terms of like your character kind of just magnets themselves to the ball yeah um but they do a lot of crazy power shots and i have not played the gamecube one so i'm not positive about this but the main mechanic here is like they'll show a power spot on the court yeah and that changes color and depending on the color there you will return you can press a different button to return and you'll do like a high powered shot yeah which is looks very good and is very satisfying though sometimes feels a little overpowered because it's like unreturnable uh, totally but, and um the other addition here is these mega mushrooms which um are in they're the big mushrooms from Mar new super mario brothers for the ds yeah where you grow super big and you get more powerful shots and you can really reach which is i don't know fun and satisfying i like the way that like when you smash the ball, when you try to return the ball from someone who's big and you are small, you will get knocked back significantly. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. I was tremendously irritated by the fact that every time someone gets one of these mega mushrooms, they're, they play like a three-second cutscene of that person growing big. Yeah. And then they immediately go back to the gameplay, which totally messes up your tempo of yeah. the way it is. That's, that was kind of a big problem. And similar to like when they first introdu introduced those mega mushrooms in Mario DS, it's like these don't really do a whole lot to improve the gameplay, you know? Yeah, like, yeah I would have thought, like, oh, now I'm going to have super power shots or something, but really it just kind of, like, let you have a little bit more reach, and that was it. And you already have a pretty good reach. The game's very forgiving with it, uh, like, how far it'll let you dive for a shot. Sometimes it almost looks like you're teleporting a little bit to make it to the shot, but if you're pointing in the direction and press the button, you're generally going to hit the ball. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know. I Is this just a new thing with Mario games? Because I feel like I've had a friend complain about the newest Mario Kart where not very many features, nothing to really unlock. Like, they kind of just give it to you, and it's sort of a bare-bones game, and I don't really understand why that is. The, the sports games in particular have gotten a little simplistic, which is probably good. I mean, compared to, like, well, again, uh, not to uh, dog on Madden, which we were just kind of giving praise to, but that is a game that's pretty complicated. It has a lot of different features, a lot of different uh, uh, ways to customize it and and uh, increase your functionality. And this game doesn't really have that. It's it's a much more streamlined experience. But I think it's a balance. Like I appreciate that this game is so simple to play. Like we pretty much right from the start just started playing um, doubles, and like we all picked it up almost instantly. Which was was really cool, but like the fact that there's not sort of more things to unlock or a career mode or achievements or something like that um, makes me feel like even though I had a great time playing this game, if I had played it for another half hour, I probably would have been like, okay, I'm done with that game forever. Like <laughs> it was kind of my experience with uh, Mario Tennis Aces on the Switch, like where I I bought that, I was excited, I enjoyed it for like 15 minutes, and then I'm just like. Yeah, I think I've seen everything this game has to offer. I'm good to move on. Yeah, it does feel like, I mean, I'm not, who am I to criticize? They clearly are successful, but it feels like very specifically tailored for like people that don't, you know, people that want to buy it for their kids and don't want to answer questions about like why you can't play as Luigi right away. Like, sure. Just like, yeah, you just, just play it. Just jump in and play. That's it. Um, that is know, a bit of a, fault it. That is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, like the new Mario Kart just kind of came with all the characters unlocked, which you have to systematically unlock courses and stuff on the Wii U. I think that has been like a real push and pull. I remember that coming up with um, like rhythm games yeah. as a big deal because in the early Guitar Hero games, 
you would start with like five songs or 10 songs unlocked. And the only way to unlock more was by playing through on the campaign. Yeah. Um, and so like people would get them to like play with their friends in like a party mode and like immediately you'd be like, crap, now we have to like, we can't play everything right away. And I don't know if they've quite settled on like, I guess they've definitely leaned more in the way of like, we're just going to give you everything up front. But I do think that they have lost something in terms of, not giving you enough stuff to unlock to sort of keep you moving forward. Like I really need those kind of arbitrary goals. Like it's like Cuphead, for example, like I was talking is like a game that I super enjoy and like just find joy in playing it. But if there's not like the little emblem that will change when I beat someone on expert or like the little achievement that'll come up or the filter that I can give one of my characters to make them look a little different. Yeah. I will just not go through the work to like beat a boss on the higher difficulty. Yeah. In like, this is kind of that case. It's a very <laughs> fun game, but there's doesn't feel like a lot of reasons to go through anything, especially on single player. Exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, we have a couple of different modes. Like there's the mega mushroom mode, which we talked about. It's kind of just basic. Uh, you have kind of a classic tennis where you can either play, like you can simplify the standards to make it feel more like N64 Mario so Tennis. So you can you can play classic mode with standard where you just get rid of the mega mushrooms, otherwise it's the same. And then you can play like classic mode basic or classic, I don't know. Yeah. Classic classic. Classic classic. Which really feels a lot like Mario Tennis for the N64. It does. Which is to say it feels good. It's good. Yeah. No, it's great. And there was one little mini game that they tried for just called Mega Rally, which uh, was pretty underwhelming. It's the idea of basically just keep a rally going as long as you can, and you're using a beach ball instead of a tennis ball. Which was not a bad idea in theory because it lets you experiment with all the different kind of weird shots that you have, but the thing that ruins it is once the rally ends, the game pulls back to the menu, and it's yeah. like, do you want to play again? And if they had just immediately started a new rally, we probably would have played it four or five times. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it took us back to the menu and they're like, do you want to play again? It's like, no, I guess not. I don't no. want to go through that loading. Now that you ask. Yeah, yeah I did. And and then you made it such a hassle that now exactly. like it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of characters, we didn't really add anyone too uh, exciting here. There are only three new characters out of the 16 that are appearing here. That's Rosalina Toadette and the Sprixy Princess, who we encountered in uh, Super Mario 3D World. She's that little little green fairy lady. Uh, not a particularly noticeable character. You know, I'm, I'm glad they're adding more of the female characters from the roster into this mix. But they, uh, Something that's always bugged me about these Mario Tennis games is they're kind of vague in the way they describe the characters' abilities. Like, Wario and Donkey... It's similar to, like, Mario Kart. Yeah. Like, Wario and Donkey Kong are power. But, like, I kind of want to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, okay, which of those two serves better? Yeah. Like, and they can still control generally the same, but if you were, like, playing a simulation tennis game, like it would get into the nitty-gritty of, like, who has the better ground game or volleys or serves harder um, between, like, Nadal or Federer or whatever. Right. And it's a sh that, that's just another thing that, like, I think they could add some complexity and depth here without sacrificing the super pick-up-and-play appeal of it. Which, I, you know, again, we're, we're kind of uh, uh, nitpicking a little bit, but I think the important thing about this game is that, like Woody pointed out while we were playing, we all just kind of picked it up and figured it out. Like, it was incredibly intuitive, and uh, they didn't try to overcomplicate things. Yeah, I, it's, like, clear that pressing different buttons makes different kinds of swings, but you don't really get punished for clicking the wrong one. Like, basically, you can kind of button mash your way through it. You can. Which is nice. I mean, it's, it is a good, like... Like, I could imagine playing that with my family and it just being super fun, nobody having to, like, look up controls or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, and we got stuck in some, like, long, you know, uh, uh, going back and forth between, like, Advantage and then Deuce because like, we were getting body shots and everything, which I still think seems unfair that I can just, like, straight up, like, launch a ball into Wario's fat face and that counts as a point for me. Like, I mean, that would just mean I should be targeting him and trying to hurt him the entire game. Well, that would open up a whole can of worms as if it was, like, baseball and if you got hit by the ball, like, you got rewarded for it. It would just, like, people would be throwing themselves in front of the ball in tennis. Right, like, yeah. It would be a weird dynamic. Yeah. Uh, you know, otherwise, not really a whole lot more to say about Mario Tess. I would agree that it doesn't feel like this has evolved very dramatically since the N64 days, which is not necessarily a bad thing, because I think they kind of nailed it with that 
game. If I recall, I think that came in 20 in our list overall Sounds of like right. the, the whole N64 catalog, good. which is, yeah, I think that's about right. Like that's a good fun game and it still holds up today. There's not a whole lot you can do with tennis to make it like more fun without over complicating it or bogging it down. Well, and ultimately, yeah, like the best part of a Mario sports game is the same thing that, you know, it's looking at the grid of these amazing characters that we've loved forever. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just is what it is. It's it's super well made. Yeah. If it isn't broken, broke, don't fix it. You know, absolutely. I, I can't hate it too much. No, no, not at all. All right, well, let's move on to our rankings for these, our last sports games ever. We are going to add them to our ongoing list, our ranking of the best Wii U games in order from best to worst. Uh, what do you want to start us off? Where are these going for you? Sure. Um, I liked Madden a lot. It felt good to play a newer football game, which usually the football game I play is from 2004, um, which is still a very fun game. But yeah. every time I play a newer football game, I'm like, oh, maybe I should get the new Madden. Like, now that I know that there's a Madden coming out on Switch, like if that is pretty competent as a port, I might be interested in that because that seems like a fun thing to play in handheld mode. Yeah. Um, I'm putting it at number 17. Okay. It splits the Batman games, so it's right behind Batman Arkham City and ahead of Arkham Origins. Okay. Um, the Brunswick Poor Bowl- Bowling was has got to be the one of the laziest game, like. To think that that came out for a major console in 2016 yeah. is pretty mind-blowing. Like, I mean, obviously, we don't encounter games like that very often because they don't sell well and they are immediately forgotten. Exactly. But I can't imagine that there's been many games of that like low of effort put forth. Um, that's the new bottom of my list. Holy um, shit. Because The Croods was a worse, more unpleasant game. But we played through, like quite a few mini games because we were curious what they were and i mean they were all terrible um but yeah. like i had held, no curiosity held, about this it held my interest for much longer than brunswick pro, pro bowling did it's one of those it's like, like i'd i'd rather watch uh uh fateful findings than i would like battleship you yeah. know like it's a it's a uh, a a worse movie in every regard, but it is more interesting in the way it's bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I was I was very surprised by how little I enjoyed the bowling. Yeah. Game. Um, Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis is fun. Um, I think if I had bought this when it had come out for sixty bucks, I would have been pretty pissed. Because mm. um, again, like you get about a half hour of gameplay here, and you're like, that was really fun, and then that's maybe it. But if you have a Wii U and want more good party games on it, this one is fun. Yeah. Um, it's number uh, 29 on my list, which is right behind the new Super Mario and new Super Luigi games. Okay. All right. Not a bad place for those. Uh, for me, uh, I, I, you know what? I also enjoyed Madden for what it is. Uh, my was sports... this the most fun you had playing a football game over all our times podcast? I have to say it was. Cool. Yeah, I have to say it was. Like, this still isn't really moving the needle too much for me on sports games. This is not a game I'm going to break out and play in my free time, but I can admire what this game does well. And I admire that it it accomplished a lot. So uh, this is going to be my number 47, which is underneath NBA 2K 13, which is another game I enjoy for similar reasons. But I think, uh, you know, push comes to shove. I'm probably more likely to play the basketball game than the football one. Uh, Brunswick pro bowling, uh, pretty shockingly lazy, pretty terrible. It's not quite my bottom game, but it is in my opinion of lower quality than hello kitty cruisers. So it's going right below that at number 102. That game had personality. It did. It did. It was an annoying personality, (laughs) but it had one. Uh, and Mario tennis, uh, also a very solid kind of Mario game, you know, like all the Mario games we've encountered on the Wii U so far have been kind of like, uh, uh, mediocre for Mario games, but like, you know, pretty solid. I mean, a mediocre Mario game is still uh, fun, like in most regards. And even Super Mario 3D World, which is very high on both of our lists, um, still doesn't feel like when I think of like preeminent Mario games, it doesn't, that one doesn't come to mind. No, no, for me either. Uh, So this is my number 36, and that puts it right behind Mario Party 10, which, uh, again, I I might be more likely to pick up Mario Tennis, but I think um, Mario Party 10 had some innovations that I appreciated, and it was the most fun I had playing a Mario Party game. Uh, So that's where I'm ranking with those. Um, So that is it for this week. Uh, Josiah, thank you so much for being on here. Hold on, now you haven't heard my ranking. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's not very exciting. Madden, <laughs> Madden was fun. 
It's probably about the same level as basketball. Mario Tennis below that, below those two. And uh, bowling is like the best game I've ever played. <laughs> okay, so all right. If I could borrow it or torrent it or maybe they'll port it to the PS5. Um, I mean, the file size for this game is probably like two, two megs, two megabytes. I have, this, I have a friend one who of those games that like when Google's down, like you can play, <laughs> you can play a quick bowling match. I think I'd rather play the jumping dinosaur. Honestly, I'd rather play the dinosaur jumping over dinosaur cacti. Reference of this. <laughs> Everybody walk that dinosaur and jump it over cacti. Uh, but sincerely, thank you for being here and providing some expertise on uh, on these sports games. Uh, it's just always a joy to have you on the show. Well, uh, thank we, you, Mr. Football. I always I always love being on the show. Uh, how dare you mock I played me. a lot of really terrible sports games with you guys. You really and did. I appreciate all of it. It's been, I, great. I, we it's been really fun. We appreciate your patience in yeah, muddling no, through those. No, it's always good. And I had a lot of fun tonight. Oh, I'm glad. I'm really glad. Uh, so be sure to tune in next week. As we've said in the past, uh, my my big move to Texas is coming up. We are uh, uh, limited in the amount of time we have like to record in person, so we're trying to play some multiplayer games, some games that are good in person on the couch, and I can't think of a better game to suit this than Splatoon. Our next game is one of the biggest on the Wii U, one of the, one of the enduring legacies of this console, we're playing some Splatoon. We're going to get all inky up in this shit. I'm excited. Uh, this is not a game I've spent a, I've spent a lot of time Splatoon 2, not a lot with the original. So I'm excited to play. I have never played. I think I have played five minutes of a Splatoon game. Okay. So all right. This will be, I, all be new to me. I think you're going to uh, have a good time with this. Cool. I think you are. It's a weirdo game, I, and I like weirdo games. So tune in next week for some Splatoon. Uh, and uh, until next time, hut, hut, hike. <sighs> Right? That's how Perfect. That's why that's they, how football players that's talk. That's why right? they call you Mr. Football for Aww. insight like that. You're mocking. Hello. Hi. Do you want to go to a party with me? No. The game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. The game is starting, everyone is here. I got my snacks. My friends, and a beer. Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun. Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one. E to the S to the P to the N is all I watch because I'm the man. If my team loses, I'll be mean all night. If you tell me to relax, we'll get in a fight. Watching sports with girls is a pain. They don't know the rules. There's no time to explain. Single, double, triple, home run. For the celebration, I'll shoot my gun. I like my friend. He's a real guy's guy. He's not a loud mouth like that cunthole Steve. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From Wimbledon to the Astrodome. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, football, football.